Welcome to a mini episode of Seemingly Ordinary. In this episode, I would like to reflect on what an incredible person Carrie Kafka Perot is. Carrie, the thing that just always amazed me about her so much is that she does not see obstacles where other people see obstacles, maybe more specifically where I see obstacles. She was just so creative and so innovative and so quick to act. And then when she did act, it was so impressive. Sometimes it was little things that turned into big things. She wanted to live in a neighborhood filled with a lot of like-minded people. So a lot of young people in their 20s and early 30s, because that's what she was at the time. And one day she was walking down the street and she saw an ad in the window that said for rent. And this was in her nice neighborhood. And so she immediately had an idea. Well, what if my friends all rented here? She called up the person who had the sign in the window. And when he spoke to her, uh, she said, would it be possible for me to advertise your property for you? I don't want any money but I would very much like to get some like-minded friends to move into this neighborhood. The person said, are you serious? Really? That is fantastic. So pretty soon she was posting the information about the place, four bathrooms, five bedrooms, whatever it happened to be on social media sites. And soon enough, uh, her friends and other people that were similar to her decided Yes, I would like to move to this neighborhood in Kansas City area. It's a beautiful neighborhood. The duplexes and buildings like that were made in the 1940s. It's lined with trees. It's very elegant. It's close to downtown. It's close to the plaza. It's close to a lot of the good sites in Kansas City. And yet it was kind of quiet and residential in a neighborhood. Well, every time a sign came up like this, she posted more ads. Pretty soon, they had not just maybe one block, but about two or three blocks of neighbors and friends who all lived very, very, very close by. Some people were literally next door. Others were maybe two or three doors down. I think the farthest people were away were maybe about two blocks. And it was a collection of about 30 or 40 people. That at that point, they're able to play yard games together. They had fun in the sun. Uh, there was one crazy winter where it was snowing. It was early February. There was like three inches of snow on the ground. And they decided to do kind of a beach party type thing. So they all put on swimsuits and got beach gear and beach toys and things like that. And went outside and acted like they were romping around in the snow. Took photos. And then these photos really took off. And then the local news station recorded it and said, these are some young adults who are bringing some life and fun to Kansas City. And all of this just started with a for rent sign in a window from a person that Carrie didn't even know. So it's this kind of thing that just amazes me. She wanted to go live in Australia for a year, so she figured out a way to do it. And while she was there, she was able to not just live in one city, but to tour the whole nation, the whole island continent, and spend well over a year there. When it was time to come back to Kansas City, she came back to Kansas City, uh, put out a few resumes and cover letters, and snagged a job. 
And the job was good. She was a teacher. But after about two years or so, she decided it wasn't for her. And I, I just never would have done this in a million years, but I was just so impressed that she did. I, I still wouldn't do it. It just doesn't seem right to me. But she quit her job without having another job lined up. And she wasn't even nervous about it. She wasn't even worried about it. She just went about applying for other jobs and on weekends went camping and went rafting and had a good time. Joined some sports leagues and had some fun. Um, I, I just find this amazing because any time in my life where I haven't had a job, I've just had to kind of work at it eight, nine hours a day, sending out resumes, cover letters, trying to scare up interviews, just do what it takes to get that job lined up. And here, Carrie was just kind of leisurely going about it, not really too worried. She just had faith, faith that things would work out for the best and that maybe if you live a little bit more boldly, then life will give you the hope and the answers that you need. And maybe that is one of the biggest lessons of her life, that if you act with faith, and act boldly and not be scared of things, maybe things will absolutely fall into place. They don't always fall into place, of course, that's life, but many times they actually do. So then she winds up getting a job where she takes over what is essentially a dead, defunct organization. I think maybe it was a social organization where about once every two months, people would meet in a bar and just kind of get together, and this was not happening very often, and uh, it was kind of a sorry crowd, to be entirely honest, um, because otherwise I think it would have been more lively and things would have been happening more often than once every two months. Well, she takes this organization and increases its membership over a certain number of years from 30 people to 700. And instead of just having this one event, pretty soon they have multiple events. And then they have a sister sports league that they essentially create. And then the numbers really skyrocket. The sports league offers six sports a year, six sports leagues, and some special events. Uh, the main organization that she creates creates groups for men, groups for women, uh, activities for both. There are spiritual activities, service and volunteer opportunities. There are social events. There's pretty much almost everything you can think of, and it becomes a real lifeblood for a lot of people. It becomes a community. It becomes a neighborhood. It is just really an amazing thing that she has created. Many marriages came out of this organization. Many children came from those marriages. Some people's literal existence comes from the fact that Carrie created this wonderful organization. What obstacles did she perceive along the way? I am not sure. But oftentimes putting on an event simply amounted to putting an ad, perhaps in a newspaper or a church bulletin, and saying, we're playing kickball in the park on Saturday. Show up if you like. And then things can just kind of proliferate from there. Where other people see all kinds of obstacles, Carrie wouldn't see the obstacles. She was blind to the obstacles, maybe because the obstacles are all in our minds in the first place. She had a very delightful way, she still does, of getting straight to the bottom line and just getting things done.
know, I think an extra thing that really helps her is she has a high EQ. And EQ is considered by many to be the sequel to the concept of IQ, you know, your intelligence quotient. Well, an EQ is your emotional intelligence. And it was popularized in a book by Daniel Goleman back in 1992. Well, Carrie has this very high emotional intelligence. She is truly a great listener. Whenever you have a good story or just when you need to talk, Carrie is kind of famous for being able to listen to dozens and dozens of people, one at a time, and taking them very seriously, taking their concerns seriously, and she really, truly wants to get to know people. Um, she was always up for an adventure. Like I said, she went to Australia for well over a year, but there was another point when she wanted to go back on a nostalgic trip, and so she goes back to Australia for a month while doing her job over the internet. And she did this in roughly 2012, I believe it was. This was far earlier than most people were doing remote work. She had figured out that, well, gosh, I can go back to Australia. I can snuggle with a koala. You know, I can see a kangaroo. I can pet a dingo. I can have a good time down under. And I can still do my job from eight or 9,000 miles away, however far Australia is. Carrie is a good storyteller. Back in the day, she used to be quite the prankster, and she likes this word shenanigans because she would like to pull various shenanigans. Um, so sometimes she also kind of figured out that what appears to be wasting time is the key to creativity. One time, I was going to write a manual uh, for her work so that she could pass it on to her successors, and... I go to interview her and she takes this long cardboard box that a projector screen came in and she takes it and she drops it down the garbage chutes just because she wants to see what it does. And so it falls five stories and hits the bottom. Then she realizes I probably shouldn't have done that. That's not the right place for those boxes. So we wind up, I think, walking down five stories, getting the gigantic cardboard box and then putting it in the right spot. Did we sort of chew up 20 minutes doing pretty much nothing? Nothing of any importance whatsoever? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, but in a lot of respects, this idle time for your brain is really sort of the secret to creativity. You do something that's a little unusual, a little bit different, uh, something that's not exactly professional, something that's kind of like a child just having fun. But children, they say, are just magically creative and then when we become adults, of course, we, we have to get to work. And so we think logically and we think analytically. But by giving your mind a little bit of a chance to rest, new and fresh ideas can come to you. There's, in fact, a book called Rest, uh, The Art of Achieving More by Doing Less. I totally recommend this book completely. Carrie seems to live out many of the facets of this book without even having read the book. I should also just mention as a final point that if you want to be a successful person like Carrie, it's helpful to have this sense of adventure, as I've mentioned, and it's helpful to have a high IQ. But ultimately, I think what really makes her stand out is her strong sense of compassion. She truly wants to help people. She very much wants to benefit people. And she wants to do all of this for the greater glory of God. She is a very, very 
faithful person with her religion. And that is probably really what she would give all the credit to for the amazing things that she's accomplished and the people whose lives she's touched, uh, some of the marriages out there that she has, you know, perhaps a little inadvertently helped create, and all of the other wonderful things that she has done. So this is just a little bit of a description of an absolutely wonderful person, and I thank you for listening. The next episode is next Tuesday.